going on, y'all? This is Major Sports with Pops and Major K. This is a new podcast uh, that we're going to begin just talking about sports things, local sports teams, things that are happening in sports at large, and basketball, the NBA, college basketball, NFL, NHL, Major League Baseball, what have you. This is Pops with Major K on Major Sports here today. Okay, now we're going to start trying to rhyme. See, we got this mic set up, and Pops just really wants to start rapping and singing, I guess. so. <laughs> if you're going to rap and sing, you have to have it in the clean. In oh, there, see, the jing, is, jingalingaling. Okay, you're trying, and it's just not working for me, okay? <laughs> so, so what do you think about the standings, Major K? Well, we're looking at the power rankings, um, actually, right now. So, and I think it's just probably... The same across all of the power rankings with ESPN, Bleach Report, Sports Illustrated, Fox Sports. So who's number two? Well, we know who number one is, Golden yeah. State. We know who number one is. Golden State, 11-0, doing the thing, trying to defend that championship. But number two, um, we got the Spurs. That's what CBS Sports is telling us. ESPN, that old claim? San Antonio Spurs, they're sitting at 7-2. and two. What do you think? Seven and two, yeah, I don't really know about seven and two. Have they had any competition to see how good they are this year so far? With all the new additions, and they still got some old players there that's on their way out. Yeah, but Cowie Leonard's actually had a start uh, of a really good year. So, I mean, Kawhi Leonard. I haven't even else? watched a whole lot of Spurs games. I think they played the Clippers last week, two weeks ago. Or something Did they like beat that. the Clippers? Um, how badly? Uh, I don't um, remember. <laughs> Tell you the truth, I think they're number two. I mean, there's no one who's really came and took the number two spot from them. Well, I disagree. I don't believe they're number two. Just because they're the Spurs, I mean, they should be number two. They got to earn the right to be number two, and I don't think they've earned that right so far. It's Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich, you just... Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan is an old man. Greg Popovich Tony Parker. <laughs> Tony Parker, he's going to slow down totally a whole lot. He's going to slow tremendously down. But yeah, but he's still out here doing the thing, hitting floaters, getting assists, only, passing the cowie. Only when nobody swing. don't play defense on him, play some defense on him. He'll, well, that's pretty much why they number two is because of their defense. They got to play defense on the San Antonio Spurs to get them back away from the basket, and don't let them get in a groove because they will take over the game. I will give it to them that they're a good team and they're coached very well with with Greg Popovich, but I just don't think they're number two. All right, so if you don't think the Spurs are number two, who would you put in that number two spot? Well, number two right now, maybe the Oklahoma City Thunder. You put the Thunder at six and four up in number two? Right. Just because of Westwood Westbrook? Because he can go off at any time. <laughs> but they had some injuries. Uh, KD went down. Because they came too dependent on them when they need to have somebody to back him up. Yeah, so they need Durant in there. And then Durant came back in the last game, and they won. So, you put them at number two, though? I mean, I wouldn't put them in the top ten. I wouldn't put them at number two, though. Where you put them? Now, I wouldn't put them ahead of the Bulls right now. I wouldn't even put them ahead of the Clippers. The Bulls? Yeah, the Bulls are doing well. They're six and three. Derrick Rose just came back doing well. Jimmy Butler That's doing the same thing. Derrick, Derrick Rose. Derrick Gasol doing Derrick, his Derrick Gasol Rose, thing. He get hurt every time somebody look at him. <laughs> Why? <laughs> That's true. But tell you the truth, 
if he's able to stay relatively healthy, play what 60, 65, get well, maybe more than that, maybe 65. Yeah, but what I understand about these, be okay, I don't understand okay. about these young players. Like I said, they get so much money now, which is okay. If the money's being made, they should get it, okay. But they get hurt so much and they can't play through no type of injury. Years ago, these boys would come out there and play with all kind of injuries, all kind of ailments, and they still played and they was and they were reveling to the game and they made everything, um, they made it all uh, an interesting game to watch and look at. And they, the competition was level because the players that you want to see play were playing. And every time now you turn around, these players are hurt and their matchups come up. And the players that you want to see play each other, they're not playing each other because they're hurt. Because somebody set up there and bumped them. Somebody set up there and, and looked at them too hard. <laughs> That's true. That came up uh, last week with that Grizzlies-Clippers matchup. And then Chris Paul didn't even play. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So you're saying some of the old guard... Who's left in the old guard? Kobe, Garnett. That's pretty much it, right? They're still playing, and they're not hurt all the time as much. But with that said, would you still say the Thunder are better than the Clippers, than the Hawks, even Miami? Miami's sitting here in the ESPN rankings at number four. Uh, CBS got them at number five, so they're in the top five or so. Miami's doing really, really well. They yeah. just made a trade. They traded Chalmers to the Grizzlies for Bino Udrick and someone else. And so they're now they're trying to get better at the point guard position. I think, they should, well. I think they should be in the top 10 after the um, trade. So, okay, so go ahead and tell me your top five right now. You got the Warriors on top. No, I'm finished with what I was saying. Okay, go ahead. I think that the Miami Heat is in a... Yeah, they ranked okay, but I would rank them a little lower. But after the um, leaving, uh, I forget his name. What's that guy's name? That uh, LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. After he left, and with all that fiasco going on, they're, they're, they're in a pretty good position because everyone was expected them to just fall down. But they're holding their own, but they should be in the top 10 right now. Yeah, they're holding on because Chris Boss stayed and he didn't go to Houston. Right. So number one should be Golden State, without a doubt. Number two should be uh, Oklahoma City. Number three, Los Angeles Clippers. Number four, uh, it's a toss-up between the Bulls and the uh, Heat. And number five would be the other one. Who... Yeah, so whoever don't get number four, get number five. Okay, so you have the Clippers in your top five. You have the Bulls and the Heat in your top five. With the Thunder at two, Warriors at one. What about the Hawks? The Hawks, I don't I put them in the top five. They're in, in your top 10, then? In the top 20. Top, well, yeah, because they're going to be a playoff team. They got to be in the top they, 20. They, they, they cannot stand prosperity. <laughs> well, hopefully, they get some new prosperity now they've got a new owner. They had a and you family. notice how they put the Spurs in there, though. You didn't put the Spurs in top five. No, you didn't. They're in the top 15. Okay, now that is a problem because the Spurs are definitely top 10. I would even have them top five in mind. So I'll go ahead and say my top five right now. The Warriors, number one. Spurs, number two. The Cavs at number three. The Bulls at number four. And the Clippers at number five. That would be my top five right now. Okay, that's your number five. Yeah, no, the Clippers, I... Because they've had injuries, they're 
I don't know if you've even watched some of the Clippers games uh, the last what couple weeks. Man, they start out good, and then their bench comes in and just, boo. Pierce looks like he should have retired two years ago. Jamal Crawford's now just now going. And he doesn't help when Chris Paul's hurt. Blake Griffin's gone off, though. He's doing great. DeAndre Jordan's doing well. But, and J.J. Reddick's hurt, too. And it's just like, you just started the year and you're hurt. And you're... Injury prone. That's what I was saying that's about these. That's, that's what's what, going to keep them That's down. what I was saying about these young players. are injury prone, but they're still in the top five. Now, the Cleveland Cavaliers, I didn't put them in there because... Now, you know the class <coughs> are the, the top teams in the NBA, and you're going to have them in, in your top five. Not yet. You know, they, have, they have to show me more than what they're... They have to show me that they're just more than LeBron James. Well... I was, I would say they did that up until the finals last year. Wouldn't you say? That whole playoff run until the finals came and Kyrie Irving got hurt. Yeah, and Kyrie's not playing, remember? He's he, not coming back to that's that what that, That's my point. Young players, they, they get but hurt he, too much. he broke his knee. <laughs> Can you play with a broken knee? Wrap it up and just play. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, and then you won't be able to walk anymore. All right, so... That's a that's our top five right now. Now let's talk about something that's probably going to depress us: the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers. Oh, we're sitting at uh, what are we sitting at? Two and nine right now. Two and ten. Two and nine. Two and nine. Well, right now the Los Angeles Lakers are the Los Angeles Bakers. Let <laughs> me see, because we're cooking up turnovers. Oh my goodness. What was it, 17 in the last game? Oh, that was horrible. The, the Lakers, sometimes you wonder if they're really trying or they're just trying to play out the season before the season even starts. It's one win for every five losses. Right. So if you do that all the way down the line, you ain't going to even get to 20 wins. You'll get to 20 wins. <laughs> Three seasons in a row. And that's oh, not the Los Angeles Lakers. It's, it's the best right. team in basketball who's always been in the playoffs, only missed the playoffs seven years in their whole history. It looked like it may be eight times this year the way they're going. Man, it just seemed like just yesterday we were talking about how we can count our nine playoff years on our one hand. And now we're in the second hand. We're about to fill up the second hand. <laughs> yeah, only five, uh, two years ago going on three. Now it's getting ready to be eight. It's, it's that's hard. So what do you, you were saying earlier before we started um, the podcast about Byron Scott and how... My biggest qualm is him not playing the young guys too much. He needs to play the young. He needs to play the young guys more. That's the only way they're going to get experience. I definitely agree. Now, do you think that it's a possibility that this is all in the plan? Is he trying to not give D'Angelo Russell too much so he doesn't either get hurt or? lose himself too much in the early parts of the season, kind of like Jordan Clarkson did last year. Jordan Clarkson came in the second half and just ran it. Here's the thing. If you're a number two pick, you're supposed to come in and, and show that you're a number two pick. The only way you're going to show that he's a number two pick and was the right choice is to get out there and play. And that's the only way he's going to learn. If you keep holding him back, he's not going to learn. It's going to take him two or three years to learn. By that time, they're going to be ready to trade him because he's not going to uh, mature. Yeah, and I feel like trying to pull the plug on him on after 10, 11 games, which is some of the fans are doing. And I know you're not on Twitter, which you actually might get on. <laughs> He's shaking his head now. But folks on Twitter, there is a lot of 
Laker fans and are staying on them. Like, hey, it's just been 10 games. Don't even worry about it. And then there's a contingent of Laker fans a little bit less, but they're already saying, oh, this was dumb. We should have had Carl Anthony Towns. So look at him over there in Minnesota. But you also have to put into uh, thought who does Towns have mentoring in him over there in Minnesota? I mean, he's banging against KG in practice every, right, right. every day. But, but, but one can raise the, raise the question uh, should they have they have picked uh, D'Angelo Russell for number two or what's the other one? Ofer? Ofer. Ofer. That was the one. Yeah. And folks were, you know, they were saying that Minnesota was going back and forth. They weren't going back and forth. They were going to get Carl Anthony Towns. So for us, it was between Ofer and Russell. Well, right now, I think they should have picked the center. So they can, like so they can build around the center because they already had Jordan Clarkson already as a as a uh, future. <clears throat> but I still feel like Jordan Clarkson's better at the two. He's already kind of taken the, the two-guard spot from Kobe because Kobe's starting at the three. With that, I still feel like Clarkson's going to be better as a shooting guard, not you know doing the main ball handling. Not the point guard. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they're going to have to do that because Russell's here. But I felt that even well, who, who do we have coming off the bench that's a point guard? Marcelo Huertas. And he's, oh, last game, he got eaten alive. But remember, he was playing against Brandon Knight, Eric Bledsoe. Um, I think that's pretty much their point guards over there in Phoenix. And then the night before that, he was playing against Reggie Jackson. And Marcelo Huertas is probably not going to be here next year either. But yeah, that remains the scene. Okay, in the future, I mean, Russell goes out. Who's gonna back him up? Who do we let go? Who do who do the Lakers let go? Ronnie Price, remember him? <laughs> so it's like, what two years Jabari, ago we Jabari, had jo- Jordan Farmer, Jabari, Jabari Parker. What happened to him? He oh, Jabari Parker on the Bucks. Yeah, they they, they let him go. He's over there. But you mean Jabari Brown? I think it's Parker. Is it? No, Parker was a he was the pick for the Bucks last year. But the Lakers had him out for for on um, that was Jabari Brown. Okay, yeah, he's hurt Jabari now. Brown went overseas. Is he hurt now? No, he's not even on the roster. They cut him. No, no, I said who's he playing with now? Oh, he overseas, I think, oh, China or okay. something. I thought it was yeah. Jab- I thought it was Jabari Parker. No, that's the guy that's on the Bucks who was one of the top picks last year. Yeah, and, and he went to the Bucks, and I think he's hurt now. And the Lakers had him for a trial. No, that was different Jabari. That's Jabari Brown, who we had. Jabari Parker's on the Bucks. Okay, maybe I got them mixed up. Yeah, you're mixing up the Jabaris. <laughs> okay, but but anyway, the Lakers, um, <clears throat> they, they, they're going to continue to play bad as long as Byron Scott don't utilize those young players yeah. the way you need to. Yo, starting Brandon Bass at the five in the second unit has got to be one of the stupidest things I've seen. When you have Tariq Black or Tarek Black, I call him Tariq. Um, you got Black to be the center. You had Upshaw in training camp and you decided to let him go. And now he's playing, I think he's with the defenders right now. So maybe you should, I don't know, think about maybe possibly keeping him and playing him. I don't know. Maybe it was all part of the plan. Maybe it's all a conspiracy. Here's the thing. Why don't you utilize your center? What is his name? Roy what? Roy Hibbert. Hibbert plays, Hibbert? but I mean... He plays, but you got to utilize your center. You got to... He come, can't play 48 minutes. No, so. but you got to come inside and get an inside game going yeah, in order to open up the outside. Yeah, we do. Too, we take too many 
jump shots. Jump shots and too, too many, many threes. Yeah, too many threes. Well, yeah, because here's the thing. We're taking more threes than we thought we were going to at the beginning of the year. And we're also making more threes than we thought we were going to make, too. But where are we? But at the same where time, are that's taken away. Well, our offense is two and a nine. huge thing. So yeah, that's not working, right? Well, the, you would, I wouldn't say the offense is the huge issue. Sometimes offense, it is, but not really. You're going to get your it's offense. Defense. It's the defense. And we I don't, and I just, and I just don't think Byron Scott is defensive, defense minded. Okay. I just don't think so. I feel that. I feel that. And I would agree. Well, we'll see what comes up in the, the next game. Oh, we're playing the Raptors. Ooh. Yeah, Raptors sitting at seven and five. Lakers at two and nine. Is that going to be loss number ten? <laughs> loss, loss number ten on the way. Oh gosh. And what's horrible is that we've had quite a few home games. And it's just, oh. What we won, one? I think we won one all year. The first one, we shouldn't, we had no business. Yeah, the opener, we should at least start the the season one and zero. That set the tone, that that first loss. Oh, my goodness. And we've been, yeah, we've been two and nine. We've won two out of nine games. It's horrible. If they had won that first game, they'd have made them feel a lot better by themselves. We'd probably be five and five. But they have a winning record. Probably have a winning record now. Probably be. Probably not now. Maybe, what are they, (laughs) two and nine? They'd probably be five and six. That's better than two and two and nine. On the way to two and ten. They over here mirroring my chargers over here. This record. Oh God. Sitting on two oh, minutes. Chargers. You can forget about that. <laughs> we'll get to the chargers. Oh God. Uh right now we'll go ahead and we'll move on to talk baseball. Uh World Series has ended. The Royals finally brought theirs in after what 30 years of not getting one. Since 85. They were on a mission. They were on a mission. They were so much fun to watch. They were the pretty much the only reason why I watched some of the World Series was because the Royals were in it. Because if it was the Mets and the Cardinals, I don't think anybody would watch outside of St. Louis and the uh, Queens, New York City. One team that was in the World Series supposed to have been there, but the Mets had no business being there. The Daniel Dodgers said, we're going to give you an early Christmas present, I Mets. I hate you, Daniel Murphy. I respect you. Great job. That was a wonderful playoff run. But I don't like you. It's the Dodgers. The Dodgers pitchers. They gave him a Christmas present early. They said, here, here's a bean ball. We're going to throw right to you. Bang! I still, yeah, I still contend Grinky should not have went inside to Daniel Murphy. That was the difference in game five. He was doing pretty well up until that pitch against Daniel Murphy. And it was just slow funny. But remember, in that game five, we had so many runners in scoring position those first couple of innings because I wasn't able to watch. I was uh, actually, I did watch some of that game. I had to go into class, so I missed a good two innings or so, and then I got back and we were tied. I'm like, what happened? But uh, yeah, it was just... It was a bad... It was the same old bad experience. Dodgers. Same old Dodgers, three years in a row. Cardinals take them out two years in a row, Mets get them on third year. Yeah. So because of that, now we have no manager. Donnie went to Miami. He's going to unleash the D. D's probably going to get 75 steals. <laughs> and One year too stay. long, we kept uh, Mattingly. Yeah. And he, well, he <laughs> bankrolled that to South Beach. So, you know, I, I really don't have anything against Don Mattingly, the man. I pretty, pretty much think he's a really cool guy. I didn't really care for him as manager as much. I defended him when I needed to, but other than that, it was, you didn't win anything, so. Hey. You won the division, but you couldn't get past that. Exactly, so. 
I wouldn't say good riddance as much as I would say good luck in Miami, Don Mattingly. I have a good, good feeling we're going to see the Miami Marlins in the NLCS by 2018, 2019. I really feel like it. If they keep John Carlos standing and Jose Fernandez. But moving on from that, the Dodgers are now down to two guys for their manager, Gabe Kapler, who's right now in the player development program with the Dodgers, and Dave Roberts, the bench coach from the San Diego Padres, or formerly. I don't think he's under contract anymore. So how long has he been um, a coach, Frank Roberts? I mean, what's the name, Dave? You about to say Frank Robertson? <laughs> uh, Dave, Dave Roberts. Roberts. He's been. I think he's been over there since Bud Black was there. Bud Black. Yeah, and Bud Black was a finalist, but apparently his name has been crossed off. Right, it's Kapler. Gabe Kapler. Gabe Kapler. How, how many? How many years have he been a manager? He has not been a manager. He was a minor league manager for a bit. And then he came to the Dodgers as um, the player development uh, director, I think. Director of player development. I'm pretty sure that's his title. And he was the one that instituted the so, new nutrition plan. So here's the thing. So he did that whole thing. In the um, top of the ninth inning, <clears throat> you're going to make a decision to change your pitcher. So well, what, I mean, in the top ninth inning, we should already have Kenley come out of so the what bullpen. He, you know, so what he's going to do? Is he going to come out there and say, let's do some calisthenics? What's calisthenics? What what Exercise. Oh, okay. So, the, so he's a he's a, a strength. <laughs> so he gonna come out there. <laughs> where, where's his managerial skills? Okay. First off, I wouldn't mind if between innings he has the whole team get on the ground and stretch because maybe they won't pull him hamstrings anymore. But as far as his managerial skills, it. That's one of the things. Yeah, he doesn't have any major league experience. Yeah, that's, at all. I, that's what I said. So he gonna but neither did Donnie. And tough decisions. And, oh, and look, yeah, look, look, know, at Donnie, yeah. look at Donnie. Look at Donnie. And so, so and tough decision when it's time to make a managerial decision. He gonna come out there and have them do like I said, calisthenics instead of making the managerial um, decision. They got to have some experience somewhere. You got to have something. Yeah, I guess you're correct in that regard. But I still contend that Gabe Kapler will be a good manager. Just because he's Based one of on the, what? He comes from the old school. He's, he's young. He's pretty young, actually. I think he'll be the youngest manager in MLB if we hire him. But he comes from that old school way of thinking of, hey, you work hard, you play hard, you, hey, you go out there and you execute. You don't execute, it is next man up type. He has that type of mentality. Whereas Donnie would literally ride a reliever even if they're not producing, no, you're gonna, he's gonna do better. It's, it's a long season. He did that the entire time. Like, no, Joel Peralta is not doing well don't right bring, now. Don't bring up, don't, don't bring up the seventh inning. Yeah, game. don't do that. And playoffs. And, and granted, Hatcher, Howell, they started doing better, especially at the end, end of the season into the playoffs, and that really wasn't our issue. It's kind of offense. But again, remember uh, Donnie double switches? We're not gonna have that anymore, are we? He would come in, take a picture out, and then here comes Ethier. <laughs> but that's it. That's probably not gonna be having a whole lot. So that type of thing, the whole managerial style, that's gonna change because it's not gonna be a whole lot of. Well, I think I, I think Dave Roberts would be a better manager. You, you think Dave Roberts would? Yeah. Be well, I mean, maybe we'll have some more steals happening. Yeah. Dave Roberts was a speedster. Right. So I just need to get we'll D. Gordon back. <laughs> I love Howie. He's probably gonna come back. Um, 
but yeah, it's been great to <laughs> keep cheap. Uh, but we'll see about that. So I personally want Kapler. You want Dave Roberts. We'll see what happens. I mean, it has to happen soon. The winter meetings are coming up. Yeah, got we got to sign Grinky. We got to go after David Price. We Grinky. Gotta, Grinky. We gotta, I want Jason Hayward. He came from uh, the St. Louis Cardinals last year. He, uh, formerly of the Braves. And I think he got traded to the Cardinals. He had a great season. And he's going to be due for a payday. You know, we got it. I want Jason Hayward in that field. Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward, Jock Peterson, Yasil Pui. And then Ethier on the bench coming in sometime. Call Crawford. Sorry, bro. You gotta go. Yeah, Crawford has to go. Yeah. And uh, what the Dodgers really, 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 really need is another bat. And they need... And Hayward would be that bat. And they need a bullpen that's going to come out there and perform. It can be... And do it consistently. Consistency is what we need. We know Kenley can do it. Kenley, you know, he may not Eric Gagne that and give you 80-something straight saves. But he's going to come in and he's going to give you a chance. He ain't gonna come in and give up five, six runs, so it ain't no use. If he gives us something, it's gonna be a run or two. Like you gotta figure like, it out. Like Brock. Oh, Broxton. We're not gonna bring him up. No 2008-2009 talk on this podcast. We're not. Just like we don't talk about the Lakers in 2008. We don't. 2008 Lakers. Oh, they just. Yeah, we don't talk about that. They just. They, but uh, well, the refs gave that game. Hey, that's serious. The, the Lakers gave that. They gave they, they oh, gave they gave, Boston was better too. They Let's gave that game they gave that series away in the first game. Oh gosh. Yeah. The, uh, wanna, the, the referees. We're not gonna talk about it, Dave. The referees. We're not gonna talk about it. We're gonna move on and go back to the Dodgers and talk about how this winter meetings is gonna be important because we need to keep Zach Ranky. We need to go hard after David Price. We need to go hard after Jason. So Zach, Zach Grinke, he got he got an option on him. Yeah, he already opted out. He opted out, and he was going to get what? He had seventy one million dollars left on two years. Three, and three. Mm-hmm. So he's probably going to in those next three years. So he want thirty million a year. I think by pretty much is how, is that how much uh, Kershaw's making? I don't even know. Remember Kershaw's. Kershaw, I think it's up there. Kershaw's up there. I mean, I mean, hey, seventy-one million dollars in three years—that's that's, that's, that's pretty good, good money. But when you just had pretty much the best season of your career, you want to bankroll that, right? Yeah, he's thirty-four. How old? No, he's thirty. I'm pretty sure Zach Green is thirty-two. Thirty-two. Now, signing him for a five-year, one hundred and twenty million dollar deal—is that going to hurt the Dodgers? What is that? Is that 30 million a year? Well, if he's 32, he'd be what? 37? A less. Yeah. And I feel, I mean, great man has pitched it. He was what, 40? 40, 41? Well, that's what he wants. He wants so, a five-year deal. I'm just saying, I don't know. I, I would guess he's probably going for six. But Six? I, I, I would guess. We signed him to a six-year when he was 29. He was 29 then. Yeah. So, I mean, I would I would go straight up five years, 120 million. Let's talk about it. Like, that's what I would offer straight up because the, the Dodgers can afford it. We need him, <laughs> and he's. I think he's going to continue to be pretty good, and eventually he'll maybe slide down as Julio uh, Reyes and Jose De Leon get uh, ready and come up to the major leagues because they're going to be top pitchers. And then Reeves coming back too, and McCarthy, and actually Brian Anderson. Who's coming back? Quali off. Reyes. Reyes. His name's. Ryu. Ryu. You always say Riaz. Ryu. Ryu. Punjin Ryu. Punjin Ryu. Is yeah. he okay this time? Yeah, his soul is 
repaired and everything. He'll be fine. So he's not going to. And pitch. actually, I think he's going to be better than he was. So he's not going to pitch two games and hurt again. No, because he got it repaired. Okay. They went in and did the thing. Anyways, he's going to be back. Brandon McCarthy had his Tommy John. He's going to be back. Brett Anderson is going to be back. Redhead um, pitcher. And so we're going to have him. I guess you call it a surplus if we sign two starting pitchers. If we sign Grinky, figure out a way to get David Price. And now you got six starters for five spots. Six starters for five spots. And uh, at that point, I would and say... With those pitchers, they shouldn't lose no games, right? I, with that, I mean, we... With Gr- but they'll figure out a way how Kershaw, to do No, Kershaw, Grinky, Price, Ryu, McCarthy. Yeah, you're supposed to win at least four out of three out of five. You're supposed to win 100 games easy. Yeah, I mean, getting 100 games is pretty easy without uh, starting rotation. But even if they give up no runs, one run, you still got to score runs. Got to score runs. So you got to bring in guys who's going to make sure the manufacturer runs. Gonzalez, he's a good bat. He I love Aegon. Gonzalez, my boy. El Titan. I don't want him to be clean up. He didn't really bat clean up a lot of this season. It was Kendrick. And Kendrick did okay. But Kendrick, he's a contact hitter. He's not a power hitter. Now we have, you know, Jack Peterson comes on. His speed at the top is going to help. If Puig's bat gets together, then then we'll have you know bats to try to figure out who's going to be. Puig, remember Turner's back too. Puig, Peterson, and and uh, un, un, uh, Gonzalez. That, that those a, and Turner. Don't forget and Turner. That's some good power. That's power. But they got to. Put but the it's power not. Out. It's not 25, 30. They got to put the home power run out. power. You can't. Jock Peterson can't hit twenty home runs in the first half. And then, and, and, and then hit two in the second half because yeah. he done forgot how to hit a baseball. Yeah, that can't happen. But remember, he was 21. He was young. He's going to get only get better. So I feel like he's going to be Being, being young only goes so far. Yeah. If you said that, yeah, if you don't sit up there and, and uh, had experience and then you were doing real good, you got to remember what you did to get where you are and continue to do it. That's true. But I think they're going to be okay. I'm not worried about those two, Puig and Peterson. I'm worried about who we're going to have at left field. And I'm worried about who we're going to have at uh, second base. Because even though Ken, I feel like Kendrick's going to come back, he's going to have suitors. I mean, here you know the Cardinals are going to inquire. The Yankees are going to inquire. Um, if he go anywhere. The Giants are going to well, if he go, if he go anywhere, uh, panic. If he, but, if he go anywhere, he's going to go to the Giants or the Yankees. But see, I don't think he'll go to the Giants because they got Joe Panic. So I'm pretty sure they're set with that. But uh, yeah, he can go to another contender, but I feel like he'll stay with us. So we'll see what happens in, uh, with the manager and what's coming up in the winter meetings. Hopefully we retain all of them. Hopefully everything we're saying comes to pass. Keep Grinky, get Price, get Hayward. We will be moving down the line for sure. Switching to the NFL real quick. We got two unbeaten teams left. We got the Patriots and the Panthers at 9-0. and oh. You have the who? The Patriots and the Panthers. So we're looking at... A the Spy sp- Gates? <laughs> the Spy Gates. The, the Flay Gates. The whatever... What other gates did they have? <laughs> I think Deflate. that's it, right? Deflate. Deflate Gate and uh, Spy Gate. I think that was it. Um, but the last two remaining unbeatens... Are we going to have a Super Bowl 38 rematch? Yeah, I think so. You think they're on a collision course? Yeah, they go, I think so. 
this time it's gonna be a different outcome. You think it's gonna be death out? Cause they're not gonna have Jake Delomas. So Cam Newton, <laughs> Cam Newton gonna run them down. We're gonna run them ragged. Uh huh. I feel that. So Cam Newton, this past week, he played. Oh, the Panthers played the Tennessee Titans in Nashville, and they ended up winning to go to nine and zero, of course. But at the end of the game, and when Tom went to the end zone to finish out the game to put it away he proceeded to do a dance and kept dancing and kept dancing and then uh linebacker Williamson came in and was like yo bro you know I'm, I'm, I'm sugarcoating I'm pretty sure he said some things that were not as nice and then Cam continued to dance <laughs> so for me I think it's dope I love seeing a guy who works hard, plays hard, and shows, you know, I love to play this game. And if you don't like it, you should stop me from being so good. I think it's dope. I know you from the old school. What do you think? You got to show good sportsmanship. Okay, dancing, it's okay. It's, I mean, as long as you do it in good taste. But if you go too long, I mean, that's like slapping the other opponent in the face, then that's going to bring on animosity and all that. So, but it's okay to sit there and show your emotions. I mean, you play hard and you work hard and, and the end result is that you win. And so it's okay to show that you are happy that you won because of what you don't put into the game. But you can't go too far and excessive. If you do it too long, then that's going to bring in, like I said, animosity. So. With that said, it's okay. You can you can score touchdowns and you can dance, but do it in moderation. Now, do you think because it came became a thing and then he was asked about it, and that's what he said. Well, if you don't like me to dance, don't let me score. Do you think that's gonna bankroll well, that's him being, into well, that's dancing be, more? Well, or that's being just do it and then now that's that's being a bit arrogant when you're talking about stop me because that's the whole idea of the game. I'm trying to score, you're trying to stop me. So, well, that's all they're going to do is it's going to put fire on the flames. That's, they're gonna well, put I mean, you, gas in the game on, that they're going to put gas on fire. That's what he's doing. So, it's gonna make, that. that's going to make people come at him harder. And maybe it's a good thing, maybe it's a bad thing. Because, But the bad thing is when they come at him harder, they're trying to hurt him real bad then because of what he did. So, really, you don't want anybody coming at you that type of way because of what you done did or said. I mean, come out and play the game and play the game the way it's supposed to be played without trying to hurt anyone. Somebody will be out to try to hurt him because of what he said now, which is not a good thing. Is that what you're worried about? If he continues yes. to do that, the linebacker is going to come and try to light right. him up really hard. Try to, going to try to hurt him. I think he should continue to dab on them, folks. That's just me. <laughs> but um, only he knows if he's going to continue to do more. The one thing that it got to me about the whole thing was just folks talking about Cam Newton is, you know, not doing well for the kids or he's showing bad sportsmanship you kind of said it but saying that he's a thug that word came back up again the whole richard sherman thing again being a thug right i don't think that's pretty thuggish what do you think that's not being thuggish he's just showing his nah. emotions but i mean come back talking about being role models i know the athletes are role models but the role model starts with the parents Parents gotta yeah, be, exactly. Parents got to be role models for the children. They don't supposed to look to athletes being a role model. So exactly. they can't look at what the athletes do and try to and uh, and, and figure that they're going to 
be like them that shouldn't be. The Don't parent, be like Greg Hardy. The parents should set then and, and set into motion of where a, a good role model so the children will be able to follow it. And they will follow it. I mean, they just this is a game. This is sports. And they'll look at it that type of way and enjoy it, not trying to emulate nobody because their parents and they steal things in them that's it's real, that's real, it's real life and it's decency. And they wouldn't go that way. So I don't think that um, children or young people should look up to no athletes as being no role models because role models are nothing but human beings. And human beings are who God has made. And if you follow what God say do, you're going to do the right thing. I feel that. We got Minister Pops over here. Hockey. I left that for the last because we love this sport so much. <laughs> but uh, you love it so much. I love it. Yeah, I actually really love hockey. I've gotten into it. I'm somewhat of a fan of hockey. I mean, on the last. You said, you much more of a Kings fan than a hockey fan. Yeah, you I'm don't a, sit and watch the Cavs. I'm, I'm, I'm a King. I, I, I'm a King fan for the reason because I like a team that turn around and, and um, come come from nowhere and just continue to win and have that emotion going on and carry it all the way out and carry it all the way to the championship, Cinderella. And twice. Don't, twice, and don't back off. And they did it, and they did seven, what, they did three series, seven games? Yeah, that's pretty good. And no one's never did that, so I'll take my hat off to them. The Kings are good. I like in that aspect, and they still got a real good team. And they can come yeah. back and, and redo it again. And we back. After last season's debacle, don't do drugs, y'all. Um, the Kings are back. They're 12-6 and six right now. They're doing pretty well. They just uh, beat the Flyers last night on a, in a shootout. They don't ever win in shootouts. I don't know if you remember this Kings team. They can't do shootouts. They will beat you, play regular hockey, when, when, uh, as soon as they go to shootouts. That's over. I was ex very excited to see them win in the shootout. But they're doing their thing. They're at the top of the Pacific Division. I think they're the third, fourth best team in the conference. Doing really well. On the opposite end, about 10 miles down the five, the Anaheim Ducks are not doing as hot. Because <laughs> they was chopped up by the Chicago Blackhawks when they should have went on and been the Stanley Cup champions. That was so stupid, Anaheim. How did you not beat Chicago? That was bad. And now they just completely fell apart. They can't even keep things together. I don't know what's going on with the Ducks. I'm not a Duck fan. Pops, what would you say about the Ducks? You like to see them do well. I like to see them do well because I mean, they made it. They made it that far last year, and they have won Stanley Cup what once. Well, so so they're a pretty good team. They're always there. Yeah, and they all they always in the hunt seems to be. So they have to <laughs> turn around, they have to turn around and and, uh, and play better. And they got to with experience. If they come back up this year and get into the situation that they were last year, I think they will uh, go on from there. No, because they'll beat the Kings well, and the Kings will beat them. <laughs> the Kings the Kings will beat them if they meet up with each other. But if they'll get serious, it will be. It will be a good serious. The whole Southland will be buzzing again. I want them to be in the Western Conference Final. I really want that to have the whole right to go to the Stanley Cup thing be between the two teams in SoCal. That would be dope. And then the Sharks would be up north like, we want to play too. <laughs> the Sharks always is a team in the regular season, and they seem to falter in the, the regular season champions. <laughs> they can beat anybody in the regular season, it seems like. They're going to have to get by that. 
Lightning Round. Uh, Cotto Canelo coming up next Saturday. Or is it this Saturday? Actually, it's coming up this Saturday. Who's going to win? Cotto Canelo. I don't know too much about him. <laughs> so you know who you're going to pick? I don't know. Who is he, who is he fighting? Um, Miguel Cotto against... Uh, Jesus, I can't remember his name. He always call him by his last name. Canelo. Um, Cuban versus Mexican. The whole vibe. I think Cotto's going to win. Miguel Cotto's going to Take it. Well, I put it this way: Who's ever, whoever come out there and well prepared, them, them, the best man gonna win. So you know, are you going to put some money on it? Nope. We should have. <laughs> we should have. We know who we should have put money on though. Ronda Rousey, Holly Holm. Rousey got taken out. Did you see the highlights on that? I know we didn't really watch it. No. <laughs> Yo, Rousey got knocked out. That was fun. And she, she was a uh, heavy favorite. So we had to put some money on that. We could have bought some money. Are those the female boxers? Yeah. Well, not boxers. The oh, UFC. Kick, UFC, okay. Yeah, not kickboxers. Martial well, that, that's, that's the whole thing. You can't come out and be all... And she was undefeated. You know Ronda Rousey. Well, She's the poster girl. You can't be all braggerish if you don't have nothing to back it up with. So. Braggadocious up in here. Well, I mean, she backed it up. She was 11 and 0. Yeah, she's 11 and 0, but then she got complacent. Now she's 11 and 1. <laughs> she got compl- what happened? She got complacent. Yeah, she, I think she started looking forward. Yeah. She's doing all the movies yeah. and being Hollywood and all that. And she met her maker. Luckily, she didn't die. <laughs> but she looked pretty bad. That knockout was vicious. Oh, goodness. Yeah. You don't want to see nobody get hurt. Yeah. Sure. Unless you really, if they're a horrible person, well, it's kind of yeah, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. No, you don't. You just want to see good sportsmanship and um, in, in sports. You do your best. But like I said, you, you can't be braggadocious and turn around and turn around and get complacent. You're gonna get beat. I feel it. All right. Are the Chargers gonna win another game this season? Yes or no? The way they're going, no. So you say they're going to be 2-14? Well, that means we're going to get the number one pick, right? <laughs> All right. Who's going to come to LA? Chargers, Raiders, or Rams? Rams. Gonna Rams. It's going to be the Rams. Now, is it going to be the Rams because you want it to be the Rams? Or is it going to be the Rams because you feel after doing the research and seeing how everything's playing out with the league, it's going to be the Rams? What is your... Well, I think it should be the Rams. I think the Rams would be a better fit for LA than the Chargers or the Raiders. Now remember the Raiders already has that fan base that's really rabid, I guess you call it. They'll still have the same fan base, but I think the Rams would be more better for LA. I understand, yeah. I would say that the Rams would probably be the best team. I don't necessarily think at this point, if it is starting to happen now in November, I don't think they'd be the team. Just because of all the politics that's going on in the league. There's a lot of owners on Stan Koenig's side and a lot of owners on uh, Mike Davis and the Spano side with the Chargers and the Raiders. And now they're on the standoff and they kind of see who's going to draw the shotgun or draw the pistol first. I don't know what's going to happen there. All I know is that we haven't had football since 1995, I think. And I want a team. I'd rather not be the Raiders because, for obvious reasons, I'm not a Raider fan because I'm a Charger fan. But I want a team. I don't even necessarily really want the Chargers 
to begin with. It just sounds crazy because taking a team from a city, it's Chargers Char- need to stay in San Diego. They have a fan base there, and, and San Diego need the Chargers there. L.A. need the Rams, and the Rams will come to L.A. Yeah, That's and Oakland cool. needs the Raiders. And Oakland needs the Raiders. So the you Raiders, see what they got the Warriors up there. So the Raiders should stay, should stay in Oakland, and um, they should try to figure out a way of getting them a nice, bigger, I mean, a nice stadium, better stadium to play in. It's like San Francisco 49 got their stadium, so but it wasn't in San Francisco. <laughs> Where's it at? In Santa? Santa Clara. Santa Clara. Okay. Well, they yeah. have to turn around and, and get it together. But I think they should stay in Oakland. I think San Diego should stay in San Diego. And I think the Rams should come back home where they never should have left. I feel it. Do you not care at all about St. Louis losing their team? Well, it was never their team in the first place. Ah, I see. Thanks, Georgia. You think Jeff Gordon's going to win that championship? He's at the top right now. They're doing the playoffs. Each race, there's going to be more folks drop out if they don't do well. I think he will. You think Jeff Gordon's going to take it? You don't think Jimmy Johnson's going to come in the rear and get it? No, I don't think so. All right, that concludes episode one of Major Sports with Pops and Major K. This is Major K. This is Pops. Have a good day.